Hi GP learners, welcome to this episode of Tip Thursday, where we look at a useful resource for helping guide you and more importantly your patients in terms of what kind of foods to consider when they're looking at FODMAPs. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. Hello, if this is the first time we're meeting, I'm Dr. Gandalf from eGP Learning, where I look at supporting you with technology-enhanced primary care and learning. And in this episode, we're going to take a deep dive look at a, yeah, an app that I found quite helpful and useful in terms of showing patients in particular how to look at foods that are high or low in containing of FODMAPs. What are FODMAPs? Well, for those of you that know, um, a lot of people will suffer with problems like irritable bowel syndrome, and there is this association that's thought to be there in terms of something called FODMAPs, which I'm still not going to be able to pronounce the full name, hence, I mean, it's an acronym with six letters, or seven if you include the S. Um, and effectively, um, it, they are complex carbohydrate chains that, that are thought to cause bowel issues and particularly symptoms like bloating, abdominal pain and changes in bowel habits for many patients who are intolerable to these kind of things. And these include things like lactose as well as other kind of sugars as well as um, carbohydrate chains and stuff. And in terms of figuring out which foods are high or low in containing them, that can be a little bit tricky. And often we are recommended to use dietitian services or other references to try and help people. Well, in terms of supporting you to do that, it's always worthwhile having some handy little hints and tips available to yourself. And some of the ones are available on our Get Cardiology and GI page on the resources, as you can see here. So in addition to references to the Primary Care Society for Gastroenterology, there's also a handy little print sheet if you want some basic information. But if you want a bit more of a deep dive, kind of look at what kind of foods are high and low in terms of FODMAP contents, I'd recommend having a look at an app called Fast FODMAP. So we're going to have a look at it today um, and we're going to use the BlueStacks method that I've obviously used it previously. Um, just to remind you, this app is available both on the Apple iTunes and on the Google Play Store. And um, once you've logged in for the first time, there's a couple of um, questions to go through, which I'll come back to at the end. Um, but effectively, the first page you're le left with is the lookup page. So this is simply a page that allows you to look up any particular food. So, if, for example, if we were to type in tomato, as you can see, um, it brings up various different types of tomatoes and whether they are low in content of FODMAPs or whether they're high in content of FODMAPs or medium. And then you can scroll through these at your leisure to see what is relevant towards yourself and things. The second section you can see here is the learn section, and this is quite interesting actually. It's basically a little quiz, and we're going to have a little go, and I apologise, you're going to see I'm not very good at this. But effectively it gives you an idea of particular foods that you can have a look at. So this is soy milk made from soybeans, low, medium or high. I'm going to go with low, and actually it's high because it's got a high content of oligos and FODMAPs and stuff. So I'm going to try next, soy milk made from soy protein. Let's try low again. Yeah, I've got that correct. Wheat pasta, I'm going to go with high. Correct. Common tomato, I'm going to say low. Great. Butter lettuce, low. Avocado, hmm. I'm going to say high. But you know, it is. Um, and the cool thing is if you get it wrong, it tells you um, what particular kind of... Um, uh, FODMAPs are in those kind of foods and stuff, um, if they are high-containing ones. It's a really useful little thing, um, and there are hints and tips that you can use, but effectively it's a nice little tool to try and learn quickly in terms of which foods are high and low in content in terms of FODMAPs. The third section is the diary section, and this is actually quite interesting because what this allows you to do is various different things actually. So you can go through the various sections 
And one part is the meal planner section, which allows you to then either choose a meal plan or create your own. So if you were to choose a meal plan, it basically gives you two options, which is the GI and the GI vegetarian. So one containing meat and one not containing meat. If you have a look at the GI vegetarian, it splits up your, your day into various different meals. And it basically makes menu suggestions for you to consider. What's actually quite nice about this, it also gives you recipes for how to create these kind of things as well. So for example, if we go to the lunch menu, the pastry list quiche, tells you how you can create these and what kind of ingredients you need to consider to try and have a low FODMAP kind of diet and also instructions on how to create them. It's really useful for patients that struggle sometimes to understand, you know, and what kind of foods to avoid and avoid, you know, focus on, but also instructions on how to create healthy meals for themselves. There is also in this, um, the option to create your own meal plan. Um, and it's as you would imagine for most kind of things. In terms of other information, you can add stuff like exercise that you may have done, whether you've done it today, for example, as you can see that I'm clicking on here and what type of exercise and that kind of stuff. And it logs the intensity, duration, all that kind of stuff. And it's useful as a general activity tracker that you may want to consider. Um, there is another part to this, is which is the connect section. And this, I must remind people, is an American app. And as a result of that, it does connect to an American company. Either you can use it for the treatment side um, or you can use it for the um, community side. So effectively joining to an actual community of people who look at FODMAPs and stuff. Um, I think the thing I would point out, so I mentioned at the start that you get asked a variety of questions and stuff. And the important thing to, to remember with this is that a lot of this is about sharing your information. Um, I've not agreed to do that because I don't feel it's necessary. And I'm just obviously trying this app and using it more for showing people. But at the same time, I think if you were to use it, I would question whether or not this is something you wanted to do. Um, it is in the, the kind of terms and agreements that you agree to share all this information as you would imagine in terms of GDPR and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's necessarily needful, but there may be people that want to be part of these communities. Just to point out, the, these are commercially backed organizations as well. So there is that element of things. Um, and then if you wanted obviously more functions, there's a lot of the settings and that kind of stuff you can go into in more deep dial dive kind of things. So things like medication trackers, meditations, that kind of stuff are also listed as well. Um, overall, I think it's quite a nice little app. Um, I don't think it has um, a huge amount of use in terms of clinical aspects, um, but I think it can be a supportive tool for you to use with your patients if you want to try and guide them in terms of what foods to focus on, what foods to stay away from um, in terms of their FODMAPs kind of thing, and particularly in terms of tracking their dietary habits and ones that seem to be related to symptoms. Um, the formats can be quite challenging for people um, to navigate, particularly since the complexity of them not following suit in terms of typical food groups and stuff. And as a result of that, having a resource that patients can refer to can be useful. Um, I appreciate that some of the literature doesn't support the use of, of recommending FODMAP diets and that kind of stuff as well, which is completely sensible, I think, if you look at some of the research out there. However, there are definitely patients I have had that have found significant benefit by switching to a FODMAP diet, and as a result of that, have felt a lot better in themselves. The key question has always been, what do they focus on? And that's part of the area where I've struggled to support them with until I started using this app and I found it a lot more effective and, and also emphasizing that self-care for patients as well. Um, clear point that I'm not at all backed by the company that creates this app or anything like that, so I have no conflicts of interest in, in this particular um, content. Anyway, guys, I hope you found this um, app deep dive kind of review help, helpful and in terms of using this as a, a resource to either support your learning or to support the patients that you care for in practice. 
If you have any comments, feel free to let me know. You can either leave them on our YouTube channel or on our Facebook page um, or on Twitter at DrGandalf52 or at EGP Learning. As always, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you're first to be notified of our future videos and stuff. Um, and make sure you ring the bell so you definitely get that notification. And as always, subscribe, comment, share, and keep EGP Learning. And let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. See you later. Bye.